yeah. Smith's the encore. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah. Check. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah. Come on. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah. Fantasy sports and politics crew. Uh. Fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah, lock on. Peace. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again. It's that time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, welcome, uh, you're listening to me. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master, and this is the um, FSP Crew Show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again. 347-637-3220 is the place to be if you want to talk to JT. I got my esteemed co-host sitting on the line waiting for me also. Um, Jeff is his name. Joker is his nickname. And uh, uh, we're uh, a couple of guys from Jersey like to get together at this time on a Thursday night to uh, talk about the past week in sports and maybe a little politics because we do, we on occasion we talk, do talk politics and this is the um, political atmosphere now from now until uh, election day in November. So, uh, but without further ado, let's bring my esteemed co-host, my fellow Jersey guy, like I say, Jeff DeJoker. What's up, my man? How you feel? Hey, Jerry. Uh, Happy to be here. Uh, What's going on? Uh, nothing much. Uh, well, there is a few things going on. And uh, first of all, let's get to this one. Let's get to this one on, on, a, on, a, on a high note, literally on a high note, talking about uh, um, now an ex-NFL um, player. Um, and he hails from a born and raised or born in, in Plainfield, New Jersey, um, Last played for the uh, Baltimore, um, I think it was the Baltimore um, Ravens. Uh, yeah, decided to retire. I'm talking about the uh, um, lineman from the Ravens, Eugene Monroe, saying that uh, he loved the game but wanted to leave on a high note, and I hate to say it like that, uh, was a was a marijuana advocate, um, and was pushing for medical marijuana to, to be legalized uh, as a uh, legal drug for the uh, NFL players, uh, and, and uh, cited one of the reasons why he wanted to retire was because uh, he uh, um, was worried about uh, the after effects of playing an extended amount of time in the NFL and wind up like a lot of players with CTE. And uh, um, so he wanted to uh, walk away, I guess, as intact mentally and uh, um, physically as he possibly can. 29 years old. This is not the first and probably won't be the last for somebody to retire that still has some game in him, a.k.a. uh, Calvin Johnson. Um, and, and walk away from the game 
with the money that he has intact, and hopefully uh, it'll last him for the rest of his life. Talk to me, uh, Jeff. Yeah, you know, it, it seems the past couple of years there's been an increasing number of players retiring uh, relatively young. Um, I, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, maybe it's something the league needs to address. I don't think it's ever been etched in stone how long an NFL career should be. I mean, a lot of guys stick around till nobody wants them, you know. And uh, if and and the one that sticks out, a guy retiring uh, young was uh, Tiki Barber. But there was plenty of guys b- before him. Jim Brown, you know, retired young. And when Tiki first retired, it cracked me up that peeps fans were angry. And, and my yep. thing was he he gave sufficient notice. It wasn't like he did it the week before training camp, like Ricky Williams did the first time he retired. Um, uh, he didn't, you know, play around. He didn't play any games. Uh, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, he didn't, he doesn't know it to me to play ball. And if, if he wants to retire on top and, you know, young and healthy and still be able to play with his kids, hey, good for him. Uh, but to some people, you know, they, they they made it sound like an ingrate, you know, like he's obligated to play until he's crippled, you know. <laughs> um, and that that's not the way life is. But I, I didn't like the way – it's funny because maybe Tiki wasn't ready to retire because, you know, then that year he just wouldn't shut up about, about Tom Coughlin and about Eli. It's like if you cared that much, you should have kept playing. And that was my issue with Tiki. So, but the, it's more and more common. Um, Monroe, uh, the Giants were interested in him. They were trying to uh, get him from uh, uh, Baltimore. And I'm curious, I, I didn't realize he was a, a Jersey guy, what the local guys think of him. Uh, you, you know, you never know because you hear different things from local people. Uh, the, uh, You know, there's two... Great football players come from Passaic. Uh, unfortunately, uh, both passed away. Uh, I think the two greatest were uh, Jack Tatum and uh, Ironhead Hayward. Mm-hmm. And uh, Passaic High School used to be a football powerhouse. Unfortunately, that's no longer the case. Um, but, you know, the thing is, maybe, you know, I mean, usually got to have to be lucky to play in the NFL 15. 15 years, maybe 10 years is the tops. Maybe 5 to 10 years is a good length for an NFL career. I mean, it stinks if you're a fan, but hey, you know, these guys got to think about their uh, their long-term futures. I, I have no problem with it. Yep, I hear you. Speaking of leaving the game or um, not playing any game anymore, uh, I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, Ray Rice makes a last-ditch effort to return to the NFL. According to uh, uh, an article posted by Mike Florio today, Ray Rice thinks the window on his NFL career is closing. Hello. In reality, it's already been shut, but he had one last plan for busting it open and extending his tenure. Rice tells USA Today that if he gets another chance to play pro football, He'll donate his entire salary to domestic violence-related causes. The quote from Rice is, "Me donating my salary is something that I'll be from the heart. For, that something that'll be from the heart for me. 
I only want to play football so I can end it the right way for my kids and for the people that really believed in me. But I know there's a lot of people affected by domestic violence, and every dollar helps. It's raising awareness. Now, the gesture may be from Rice's heart, but it's also from a mind that understands the desperation play is needed to change a status quo that has resulted in no sniffs ever since the Ravens cut him on September 9th, 2014. Now, with the supply of running backs Rice's age, uh, and his performance in his most recent NFL stint, and that was like almost three seasons ago, and the pariah status he acquired at uh, 345 Park Avenue through both the notorious elevator knockout video and his successful effort to overturn an indefinite suspension imposed after the video's service, uh, according to Mike Florio, Rice is done. Uh, even if the vow to donate his salary finally washes away the tarnish of his behavior. Rice still plays a dime a dozen position, featuring a never-ending glut of young players, having low minimum salaries and maximum tread on the tires. Even Bill's Rex Ryan had praised Rice in the past. A year ago, however, Ryan said Rice wasn't an option because the team didn't have needs at tailback. This year, with the Bills reportedly sniffing around Reggie Bush in the wake of Carlos Williams' suspension, uh, need exists, but there's still no interest in Rice. If the Bills and Ryan aren't interested, why would anyone else be? More than a full football season, all of a second offseason, no one has shown any desire to sign Rice. His vow to donate his salary to charity likely won't change that. What's your thoughts? It's sad. You know, I mean, I, I usually have very little pity for somebody guilty of what Ray Rice did. I mm-hmm. think it's a case of a good guy doing a bad thing, not a bad guy doing a bad thing. Uh, I mean, I don't know him personal. I heard a lot about him. He's from New Rochelle, New York, which is very close to New Jersey, and he was a star at Rutgers. Uh, I heard even when he was, uh, you know, having a very good career with the Ravens, he'd go back to New Rochelle and – uh work out with the high school kids there. He was still very close with his, with his uh, high school coach. Um, and, uh, you know, things like that. And uh, I never heard one bad thing about him um, uh, prior to that. Uh, unfortunately, there's three things. Uh, he, he's been gone too long at this point. You know, once you're out of league a couple of years, it's very rare to come back. Yep. He, his last year... He was he averaged 3.1 yards a carry, that doesn't look good. And unlike Greg Hardy and some of the other guys with uh, domestic violence, there's video. So, um, it, it, you know, it, it, it'd be nice if somebody gave him a chance. You know, took him to camp, but uh, I, I, it probably see. Also, he's been away so long. If somebody really wanted him. You would have wanted him getting mini camp and you know things like that just to get back in the groove. I think uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen. He, he's been away a long time. I, I don't know. Well, the Canada season already started, uh, and you know the Arena League doesn't pay anything. I don't think he's a Arena League type player. And, and you know I used to watch a lot of Arena ball, and uh, the, the running backs in that league are, are basically fullbacks, and they do a lot of pass blocking. And oh, and they got to play both ways. Uh, I, I don't 
I don't see him in the Arena League. Um, I don't see. I can't remember the last time a former NFL star was in the Arena League. Um, you know, and it's funny because the, the Ray Rice thing, it's one of those things. You know, you just uh, you you pray you never snap and do something stupid you're going to regret the rest of your life and unfortunately it looks like that's what happened for Ray Rice because uh, you know a very good player seemed like a good guy but now he's famous for for that uh, unfortunate incident and then of course you know uh, the NFL mishandled it like Goodell mishandles everything so uh, you know it's sad but hey there's worse things and you know what the bottom line is he did bring it on himself well, speaking of bringing things on himself, and you happen, Jeff, you, mu- you and I must be on the same wavelength because uh, uh, really, really on the same wa- wavelength tonight because it, it, you gave me a great segue into the next person I wanted to talk about. Now, Ray Rice had a video, that, and quite naturally, it's, it's hurt his career, and he hasn't been able to get back to on a team uh, in the NFL. And his quite naturally, like we've talked about, um, his skill set um, wasn't sufficiently unique enough to uh, warrant um, the a, a NFL team giving him a shot. Well, apparently, Greg Hardy's skills are still uh, um, in demand. Per source with per a source with knowledge of the situation. Free agent defensive end Greg Hardy spent the last two days visiting with and working out for the team that's in Duval County, Florida, and that's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hardy, who spent last season with the Cowboys, has become a notorious figure in league circles due to his May 2014 domestic violence incident and ensuing suspension and some of his behavior during his only season in Dallas. His efforts to find new employment since becoming a free agent in March had to date been unsuccessful. The Jaguars have been compiling talented players on both sides of the ball, and the football operation realizes that time is running short to become a true contender. With Hardy in the rotation at pass rusher in a division with quarterbacks like Andrew Luck, Marcus Mariota, and Brock Osweiler, the Jacksonville defense could be improved. Now, quite naturally, the move isn't without PR risk, and the reaction locally and nationally to the news of the flirtation with Hardy could influence whether he signed. If the criticism is the criticism is loud and widespread, they may back away. If the news comes and goes without a major fracas or brouhaha, maybe they'll roll the dice. But if the goal is to win games, and if Coach Gus Bradley believes he can manage Hardy, and if the organization is willing to take the heat for giving Hardy his latest second chance, Hardy could be getting a chance to earn a roster spot during training camp and the preseason. Jeff, it's a hell of a time, that hell of a, uh, a segue that you happen to mention him uh, uh, in the conversation of Ray Rice, and uh, he's getting his he's getting his so-called second shot, if it's a second shot or a third shot, whatever uh, uh, number shot it is, he's getting a shot with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Been sitting there for two days. So he must be a serious shot. What's your thoughts? You know, see, Hardy, I think, is a bad apple. And, yeah. you know, Dallas gave him a second chance, and he still acted like a jerk. I mean, I don't think he broke any laws, 
But, you know, when you're a new guy at a job, and especially if you got a history, you got to step light. You know what I'm saying? And yep. I, I don't know who this guy thinks he is. And, uh, you know, if Jacksonville wants to sign him, that's their business, and it also might be their problem. And usually the Giants stay away from guys like that, but they signed a guy who was a real piece of crap, Christian Peter, and um, – I remember he's probably one of the few guys that ever played for the Giants who I, I didn't root for and I didn't want him on the team. You know, uh, he stayed out of trouble while he was a Giant, but they never should have signed him because he had a real rap sheet. And with an open mind, I read an interview with him, his you know his rookie year, and, I, and and you know what? Like a lot of those type of guys, he's got a BS song and dance for every day of the week. You know, it's always somebody else's fault and his whole rap sheet and believe me it was a real rap sheet a lot of violence especially against women and you know there's always an excuse you know a story a song and dance and then he he blamed one of the incidents on his brother he didn't flat out say it but for one of his excuses was oh I took the rap for someone very close to me who, who who I didn't think could handle the stress of being accused of something. Well, that obviously was his brother, who was his teammate at Nebraska, where one, you know, where a lot of these incidents took place. Um, but yeah, uh, the thing is with Hardy, he manipulated the system to get out of uh, a serious domestic uh, abuse allegation. It doesn't thrill me, unfortunately. The justice system is not perfect, but I'll take that over, uh, you know, a commissioner thinking he's got any day of the week because you can't divorce yourself from the criminal justice system. So if a guy gets over in court, it happens. That's it. It's not up to the league to then try to try to punish the guy because you just you don't want to go there. An employer should never have that power. It, it, it might look bad for the league. Uh some people might not like the league, but a lot of those people are simpletons. And I think Roger Goodell likes to appeal to simpletons. Well, birds of a feather, you know. Uh, I'm NFL is <laughs> a lot of players, let's say 1,600 men in their 20s and 30s. If you and I started a company tomorrow and we hired 1,600 men in their 20s and 30s, and this could be an accounting firm, believe me, at the end of the year, there'd be a few arrests. There'd be a few incidents. It's just, I would think that, so. That's the way life. That that's the way life is, and you know we're not talking serial killers or anything. You know there'd be a DWI, there might be domestic, there might be misdemeanor possession, misdemeanor theft. That's life, you know. And it's not mm-hmm. up to the employer to to punish where the the justice system should be the first and last word. So. You know, when people talk about, you know, if a few, a handful of players get arrested during a football off season, it's really not a lot if you look at, you know, the 1,600 or, or, or so players. So people need to get a grip and, uh, you know, just quit overreacting to nonsense. Speaking of nonsense, uh, we're on a roll here, Jeff, because uh, um, these are guys that have either been out the league, uh, like Ray Rice, or have had checkered careers uh, like Gray Hardy. Well, the next person we're going to talk about. Um, this guy met with uh, your favorite person, Commissioner Roger Goodell, on Wednesday. 
and is eligible to, eligible to apply for a reinstatement from his latest substance abuse ban, August 1st. It isn't, the league isn't likely to make a decision on his status before the start of the season. But Josh Gordon has appeared in only five games in the last two seasons after playing in all 16 games as a rookie in 2012. Um, everybody knows the history or doesn't know the history. I'll, I'll run it down. Gordon was suspended two games in 2013 and 10 more in 2014 before being banned for the entire 2015 season. A chance at reinstatement this spring was put on hold after reportedly failed a league-mandated drug test because of a diluted sample. Uh, Gordon has the potential to be an impact player if he can stay on the field. He caught 87 passes for 1,646 yards in 2013, most notably racking up 498 yards over over 24 catches in back-to-back games against the Steelers and Jaguars. Um, There's a possibility, if he stays clean, that Josh Gordon may make an appearance back in the NFL. And it's already been uh, um, stated by the Cleveland Browns, including Hugh Jackson, uh, who view uh, someone like Josh Gordon uh, with a clean slate, that if he's reinstated, they will welcome welcome him back into the fold in the Cleveland Browns, who are in sorely need of um, a uh, quality wide receiver. Um, their their best, a so-called best wide receiver now, is a Corey Coleman, who's a rookie. And uh, if uh, they can add Josh Gordon. Uh, a player, if his skills haven't diminished that much since he's played less, uh, that would be a heck of a duo for either Robert Griffin III or um, Josh McGowan or the, uh, and I forget his name, I forget the guy's name right off the top of my head, the the other rookie quarterback um, that the Cleveland Browns have to throw to. What's your thoughts? Josh Josh Gordon uh, taking the first step and trying to get reinstated. I don't think the Browns were banking on him coming back because I think they drafted a few wide receivers. Um, Five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a lot. I mean, they had a lot of picks, but even so. um, So I don't think they're banking on him coming back. I I don't know if they plan on trading him. I don't think any team would want to give up anything for him. I mean, if he became available to play, I'm sure someone would pay him. But a guy like that, you can't give up anything for. I mean, I think the NFL policy against marijuana is silly because guys get harder stuff just to get out of the locker room. Uh, It's legal in two states. But by the same token, Josh Gordon, you you know, it's not like he's working at Home Depot and they have urine testing and he's getting paid a little bit of money. He's getting a lot in exchange for staying clean away from the marijuana uh, believe me, if I was in his situation, I wouldn't even go to a concert. You know what I'm saying? Just to make sure, mm-hmm. you know, you're not getting any of that secondhand smoke. So, uh, you know, he had his chances. He messed up. But he's no Al Capone. You know, he's stupid. He's not, I don't think he's a druggie. Um, and and even if he was, uh, it's not performance enhancing. Uh, but, you know, Roger Goodell, you know, he... You know, he wants to, uh, you know, kick guys out of league for not watching their jocks. You know, that's his trip. Uh, I'll tell you, though, but, you know, Gordon, he had that one great season. I mean, 
based on that, you could say, you know, he'd be top five wide receiver, you know, and that, that that's easy to say. I mean, what, what's with it with this guy? Um, I, I don't, I don't get him. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Uh, I don't understand it. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate. It's kind of sad to have that much talent and, and waste it. But I, I think the policies are nonsense. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, for appearances and whatever, they have this tough, uh, Marijuana policy, which is uh, very out of date, I think. All right. Speaking of guys that are in trouble, your play, your favorite player, and mine. And we're talking about an, another Cleveland player and a good friend, believe it or not, of uh, Josh Gordon, Mr. Jay Manziel was at a wedding in Hawaii and got into an altercation, a physical altercation, and allegedly threw punches at a pal's wedding. Um, I guess he, I don't know if he got instigated and he had enough and decided to to, um, throw some, um, uh, throw some uh, hands to this guy, but uh, uh, he got into an altercation, not, something that the cops got involved with, but enough that it it caused um, it to get to your your favorite, not not my favorite or your favorite, but to one of the favorites to pick up a story like this is TMZ. He apologized, but it seems like no matter what this guy does, or, or winds up, I should say. Trouble follows. Can't uh, he? he uh, can't control his his emotions. Can't control his um, urges, so to speak. Especially when they have to come when they have to come with partying and um, the things that go along with partying, drugs and alcohol. Uh, Johnny Manziel, uh, I don't know what to say. Talk to me, Jeff. Yeah, you know, that's another sad thing. Uh, you know, so young and, and so messed up. And, um, y- you know, you said this, believe me, and I'm sure a lot of other people said, yeah, he's a college quarterback. But he was a mm-hmm. great college quarterback and, and, sh- and has enough talent to stick around the NFL as a backup. And yep. You know what? Maybe if if you know he could stay sober and get back with a team. I mean, he already wasted the first two years of his career. Literally wasted. The smart guys, mm-hmm. if they're not playing, they're they're improving their game. They're learning. You know, uh, no, not Johnny. You know, because he knows everything. Um, maybe he could have developed into a more pro style quarterback. But th- this 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 guy doesn't get it, and he. He thinks he seems to act like he's still in demand. Uh, right now, an NFL team wouldn't touch him with a ten-foot pole, and he he would probably just to get a, an offer from a team. He'd probably have to go to Canada or the Arena League and just stay out of trouble for a year because teams don't want to take a chance on an unreliable guy, especially a quarterback, even if he's the backup. 
And, you know, hey, he's bringing it on himself. It's it's sad. He's very young. But, you know, and this, this is one of the things. He can't, you know, wake up when, you know, after five years removed from the game, he can't wake up when he's 30 and say, hey, I'm serious now. I want to play ball. It doesn't work like that. Um, you know, I really wanted to see this guy play and have some success at the NFL on the NFL level. And he reminded me a little of Michael Vick because early in his career, I know he wasn't a great quarterback, but I liked watching Michael Vick because he was very exciting. And and mm-hmm. I thought maybe Manziel could have been a similar type player. Unfortunately, we'll probably never know. Uh, you know, I mean, it's one of those things if, if you know, he stayed sober, stayed out of trouble, gave it his best shot, and couldn't cut it. Oh, well, it happens. But this isn't a D grade or an F grade. It's an incomplete, you know, and, and he's bringing it on himself. Um, and he just doesn't get it. And he's got that – he hired that horrible lawyer. Uh, I mean, what, what's he paying that guy for? You know, the one who uh, – Texted the uh, Associated Press that he, he wasn't he he'd have trouble with a urine test. Um, yep. You know uh, you know else he reminds me of another uh, quarterback with with serious uh, substance abuse. Uh, but at least he did more in the league than Johnny was uh, Todd Marinovich. Yep. And he he could not get clean. He he had a serious drug problem. He was messing around with heroin. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's a shame. And the thing is with Manziel, because, you know, he won the Heisman and whatever, uh, uh, people know know who he is. And, uh, you know, I'm just curious what, what he's going to do with the rest of his life. I mean, I, I just hope he doesn't die, you know, because unfortunately that, that's a possibility, you know. Because um, believe me, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, if he's driving around and, uh in an impaired manner because, uh, you know, he thinks, he still thinks, you know, he, he's flawless and he's not. He's flesh and blood just like everybody else. Speaking of flesh and blood, speaking of being relevant, you're, uh, one of your wide receivers, your big-name wide receiver, Mr. OBJ, says he helped make Josh Norman relevant. Um, he knows that all eyes will be on him when uh, Josh Norman and the Giants and the Redskins meet this season. In fact, uh, Odell Beckham believes he's the reason the new Redskins defensive back is getting any attention these days. Uh, his quote is saying, it goes back to what I was saying. Uh, and this is coming from an upcoming article in GQ. If I wasn't playing him twice a year, maybe people wouldn't bring it up as much. But now it'll be a lot more media attention for him. Attention that I don't really look for. Attention that I don't need. The reason he's become so relevant is because of me. Now, quite naturally, it's coming from the drama he and Norman got into last December during the Giants-Panthers game, uh, wherein the uh, Panthers went on to win that game 37-34. And quite naturally, that matchup got pretty heated between the two players. That involved taunting, shoving, and blows to the head. We talked about for weeks after. Um, and like like he uh, said earlier in the article, uh, Josh Norman now signed with the Redskins, and he and Beckham will see each other for at least twice a year for a number of years. As long as these guys, both these guys stay healthy, um, they'll be seeing each other for 
quite a while. What's your thoughts? You know, when is OBJ going to learn how to shut his pie hole? You know, I can't stand him. Uh, I really can't. Um, uh, he, the guy's rubbed me the wrong day, wrong way since day one. Just this guy needs to just shut up and play. And uh, you know that that it's old news, but that that Carolina game was probably one of the worst football games I've ever seen. I don't blame it all on Beckham. The refs are impotent. I can't think of a better word because they're authorized. They could throw guys out of a game. I, I Absolutely. Saw, I, was, I was watching a CFL game last month. I saw Chris Carter's son got thrown out of a game, and they didn't hesitate either. This is the CFL, you know. I mean, I know Beckham's a star and whatever, but, you know, you step – it doesn't it, – it, believe me, it shouldn't happen a lot, and I don't want to see the NFL refs turn into baseball lumps, who, you know, who, or, or, or NBA refs who, you know, throw a guy out of a game for looking at him wrong. I mean, uh, uh, Tim Duncan got thrown out of a game for laughing, which is nuts because he, he, he played like a gentleman. Uh, I, I mean, but, you know, I think that was Joey Crawford uh, did that, and these uh, NBA refs think people are paying to see them. Um, I, I don't like Beckham at all. You know, I don't know if you're aware of this. The Giants um, hired uh, his uh, receiver coach from LSU. I think, I guess, maybe this guy knows how to handle Beckham. Uh, you know, I I wish they could trade him or something. I can't stand this guy. I absolutely can't stand him. Uh, you know, just 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 play the game. You know, I mean, the thing is, you know, the celebrations. I don't I don't particularly care for it, but I don't hate it. But you know what? If you're going to celebrate, guys are going to say stuff and whatever. And if you can't handle it, then don't celebrate. And you know, it's like an old playground is ism. If you if you can't take it, then don't dish it out. And uh, you know, like, uh, I'll tell you, you know, it's a similar, somewhat similar, but, uh, Victor Cruz, you know, he would do his dance. Uh, it, I don't think it ever caused a problem. I, I think Coughlin gave him the rules for that. And, uh, it, uh, you know, maybe a guy said to Cruz, hey, you know, hey, screw you, uh, you know, you ain't going to dance today or, you know, hey, I don't like you dance or whatever. Cruz never blew up. He never uh, hurt the team. And uh, Beckham hurt the team. He hurt the team real bad. And I'll tell you, uh, I, I don't care for Tom Coughlin's off-the-field rules, but this is a guy who's always huffing and puffing and, uh, you know, would kick a guy off the practice squad for not washing his jock. But meanwhile, he's playing pocket pool while his star receiver runs amok and, and, and ruined that game and could have injured somebody seriously, could have injured himself, and then ends up getting suspended for the following game, which really hurt the team. Where, where was Tom Coughlin then? You know, he, he finds guys for wearing white after Labor Day. I mean, he's nuts with that. But in the biggest possible moment, where was he? What was he doing? So I think uh, Coughlin got exposed as a phony and a fraud. And... uh you know, it just I I I don't, I don't like the drama with Beckham and uh, the, the don't don't like him. I, I just he's not my kind of guy. I mean, I don't really have a kind of guy, but it, you know, he's just a big baby. Don't like him. Well, Jeff, then you must gonna you must have really gonna like this story um, with the drama and with the I don't know how you're gonna say it. Uh, it also involves OBJ. And this time with Khloe Kardashian, who may have never dated, 
but he still got in trouble for pictures that emerged of the two of them getting cozy. Uh, the giant receiver said that when the photos from Memorial Day weekend came out via T- TMZ, it nearly destroyed a relationship with another woman he's seen. And I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. We're in a kitchen of the house where there was only 15 people. It's just kind of like dating. I just met this person. This is maybe the second conversation we had, uh, Beckham told GQ of the Kardashian pics. The two were photographed together at a nightclub in Vegas, which Beckham said was the first time he met Kardashian. As innocent as he said the encounter was, his significant other was still not pleased when the photos came out. Things go like that, and then some other girl that I may have been talking to hears about it, and now it's more drama, more commotion in my life, and I'm sitting here trying to explain my situation to somebody, and it's not even a situation. As for Kardashian, she also said nothing came of it, and that it was an innocent flirting. Well, that last quote, innocent flirting, is not a good thing if you if you if you if ODB has a significant other, um, uh, and it's it's uh, with a Kardashian, uh, and the other significant other is a singer called Demi Lovato. Um, I just heard today, if I'm not mistaken, that Odell Beckham is seeing Demi Lovato, uh, the singer, the entertainer, and. Uh, um, he's in. He's uh, he's living the Hollywood life. Uh, I know Jet Jeff. You're gonna. It's not beating a dead horse, but your thoughts on this? I'll tell you. Well, these Kardashian girls are bad news. You know, because yep. let me tell you, they've more. Yep. They've ruined more sports careers than torn ACLs. Okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, believe me. Uh, you know, and them, you know these girls look pretty good. You know, they look better than pretty good. But believe me, if I was playing ball, I would. You got so many other options. I'd look the other way, because uh, you know there's a graveyard filled with careers that they ruined, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if Beckham and this kind of stuff happens. Maybe kind of provoked this incident because not that I care, but there's there was some talk about him. You know rumors. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that he doesn't like girls. Not that there's anything wrong with that. So sometimes when a celebrity, when there's that type of rumors, they try to create a little incident because they got something to prove. I'm not kidding. Uh, uh, Maybe just to quiet down the rumors, you know, create this little incident, you know, uh, try to make some kind of statement or something. Because, you know, know, he he is, he admitted it. He's sensitive about uh, people doubting his manhood, you know. Maybe sensitive about it because he, he's got issues he's lacking so uh you know, uh, you know uh there was an incident with uh another player who there was rumors about Jeff Garcia that uh, he had uh this girl he was used to seeing got in a fight with his girlfriend at the time. I swear it looked like it was staged, you know, so uh don't believe everything you see in here, okay. Uh, we're going to stay with the NFL, and, and uh, we're going to get away from guys that uh, are creating drama or have created drama or got in trouble with the law or with the NFL. Uh, we're going to go to a team that's trying to get the NFL draft to come to their city. Talking about the um, um, Green Bay Packers. 
are trying to get the NFL draft to come to Green Bay. The biggest issue facing Green Bay would be whether there are enough hotel rooms in the area to accommodate the event. The NFL has rules requiring enough hotel rooms to accommodate all the team and league personnel, players, media, and fans who attend the draft, and Green Bay not have enough rooms. Quite naturally, after the decades, decades in New York City, uh, the last two years have been in Chicago, and the league hasn't announced where the draft will be uh, in 2017, although Philadelphia is believed to be an early favorite. Um, quite naturally, since no one's been named yet, several other communities have expressed an interest in hosting future drafts, which the NFL is increasingly turning into a traveling roadshow that is its biggest off-season event. Um, I, don't, I can't see, unless I'm missing something, uh, because of the size of Green Bay uh, and the one issue that's facing them is a huge issue. Uh, if they don't have enough com- accommodations to accommodate all the people that would be associated or fans coming to the NFL draft, that Green Bay would be a viable option. What do you think, Jeff? You know, um, if it would make enough money for the league, they'll go with it. And uh, I'm curious, do they have a, a building were they, are they going to have it in the stadium, which is uncovered? Uh, and, you know, it's probably still pretty cold in April. Like, I think now the Jeff's in early May in Green Bay. Um, but, you know, I, wh- where would they have it? Besides the hotel rooms, wh- wh- what building could accommodate all those people indoors in Green Bay? Um, yeah. Now, uh, one, I'm sure this has been proposed, if there's a shortage of hotel rooms uh, – I wouldn't be surprised if there would be many people in Green Bay volunteering to to rent out, uh, you know, rooms to uh, the uh, the team executives. Also, fans travel for this too, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's a small town. I wouldn't be surprised if if there were a lot of people willing to, you know, rent out space to uh, travelers. Me, I, I I could never imagine doing that, but that's me, you know. Um, I just got too much stuff, and I just don't feel comfortable with, you know, strangers staying over. Uh, you know, be, I just think uh, 99% of, you know, private homes are geared towards that. Um, but, you know, the NFL do, would do anything for a buck. Um, you know, it's one of those things for the green for Green Bay. It doesn't hurt to ask, but I don't know. It just doesn't make sense logistically. Um uh, but you know what? Drafts come a long way because I remember when it wasn't even televised, and and that seems like a, a thousand years ago. Okay. Uh, this is not a, what I'm going to bring up next. We're going to move on from the NFL to the NBA, um, and let's move on to 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 uh, uh, we go down to the state where uh, Duke basketball is where uh, North Carolina basketball is and uh, North Carolina State basketball is. Uh, North Carolina, um, I'm going to go on a little political and, and sports combined here. First, I'm going to talk about the po- political thing in North Carolina. First of all, um, 
I'm gonna. There's two points I want to get to North Carolina, and one of them has to do with um, North Carolina is one of few states. They just recently, within the last, I think within the last month, uh, passed a law that body cams, um, dash cams, uh, will no longer be accessible to the public. In order to be able to get a body cam or a dash cam um, that was related to a, I guess, an incident with a police officer or uh, law enforcement, I should say. They would have to go to the chief of police. And I think the um, attorney general or the um, the uh, prosecutor in that uh, town or city and the percentage of that getting out and and it's it's limited to the uh people that were involved in the um in the uh, situation so somebody from the media just can't go and ask for um the body cam or the dash cam um which i think is a a uh, step backwards uh, for transparency uh, between law enforcement and, and uh, fellow citizens. The only reason I'm bringing this up is because um, the uh, North Carolina also put a law out there that limits anti-discrimination protection for lesbian, gay, and transgender people. And for that reason... The NBA is moving the 2017 All-Star Game out of Charlotte because of the objections to that North Carolina law. The league had expressed its opposition to the law as HB2 since it was enacted in March, and its decision Thursday came less than a month after state legislators revisited the law and chose to leave it largely unchanged. And a quote from uh, the league is this, while we recognize that the NBA cannot choose the law in every city, state, and country in which we do business, we do not believe we can successfully host our all-star festivities in Charlotte in the climate created by HB2. The league added that it hoped to announce a new location for next February's event shortly. I think uh, New Orleans is is uh, one of the early favorites in that. It hopes to reschedule the 2019 game for Charlotte if there is a resolution to the matter. We understand the NBA's decision. This is from uh, um, uh, the Hornets uh, chairman and, and, and Hall of Famer Michael Jordan said, uh, we understand the NBA's decision and the challenges around holding the NBA All-Star game in Charlotte this season. There was an exhaustive effort from all parties to keep the event in Charlotte. And we are disappointed we were unable to do so. With that said, we are pleased that the NBA opened the door for Charlotte to host All-Star Weekend again as soon as an opportunity was was available in 2019. Now, um, Charlotte officials have said they expected the, the event to have an economic impact of around $100 million based on data from recent All-Star games in in the comparable New Orleans and Orlando market. The game could rival 
the $164 million economic impact of the 2012 Democratic National Convention in Charlotte, the largest financial bump of any event for the city. So, Charlotte, excuse me, North Carolina, in all their infinite wisdom, decides to enact this uh, uh, legislation and uh, uh, it's going to essence it's a over a hundred million dollar price tag on the legislation they they uh, enacted Uh, they're willing to take that hit um, or that miss of that that amount of revenue from one of their cities in North Carolina what's your thoughts Jeff you know I, I don't know why state legislators would feel the need to pass this type of legislation. I mean, what are they sitting around? Gee, we want to be known as a state that hates gays. I mean, yeah. yep. what, is, what? Like, are, are these guys stuck in the fifties or something? Um, yep. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. I mean, it, the. This wasn't just some old legislation. This is new legislation. Yes, I, I mean, I don't get it. Now, I guess, you know, it's funny. You think about, you know, North Carolina, and most states, uh, you know, aren't simple enough to s- sum up very easily. And you hear so much about the New South, and, you know, you go down there, uh, there there's a lot of uh, you know, economic development, there's a lot of transplants. Um, but maybe I guess there's still a lot of the old South down there, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, pe- pe- oh yeah. I I guess so. I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I I don't get it. I guess it still exists. It's not dead. Um. I mean, I wonder what else do these people want to do? I mean, because the thing is, you know, you want your state or your country, whatever. You want a climate that seems welcoming. Uh, you know, to business and people and tourism, et cetera, et cetera. And, you, you know, why, why would you do something like this? And, uh, you, you know, well, you know, the thing is, you can say, well, they're free to pass that legislation and the NBA is free to take their business elsewhere. And mm-hmm. I think there have been uh, uh, music acts who've uh, canceled tour stops in North Carolina. To me, mm-hmm. my gut feeling is, you know, uh, hey, you make the commitment to play the gig. You don't want to let your fans down. And, and sometimes you cancel a gig. There's a, a big economic uh, penalty for that. But right. you know what? If if there's a group or a, a big solo act who feels that strongly and they want to cancel their uh, date in North Carolina, then so be it. Yeah, I mean... You're right. You're right, Jeff. I don't understand. You're going to take a huge hit in revenue that you thought was going to come, um, and to, to to pass a law that for most for most people is an unpopular uh, law, um, just to I wouldn't say satisfy your old ways, uh, keep your tradition uh, intact. Uh, and I wouldn't say your principles. Well, I could say that, but um, in reality, uh, you would think that with the years going by, and this being year 2016, and we're a little more than halfway through it, 
2017 is right around the corner, that some of the old ways will be left just like that, some of the old ways, and you move on and learn to accept. Uh, but but in this climate right now, it, it's apparent that people don't accept people, certain people for who they are. Um, they're still stuck in, uh, or, or re, I should say refuse to move forward and rather to, to stay in one, one particular spot because that's more comfortable than moving forward and not being... Um, not being sure what the future may hold, uh, not and, and and quite quite naturally, and it's always human nature. Um, a, a lot of people, not all people, but there's a lot of people out there that are that because it's something of the unknown, and are resist resistant to change. Change well, well, is, is scary. The the thing is, you know that. You're still free to have your personal opinions and feelings, you know. I mean, if there's people in North Carolina or anywhere else who don't feel comfortable with gays and transgenders, then you don't have to be friends with them. As long yep. as you don't violate their rights or break any laws, you're free to feel that way. You know what I yep. mean? Um, yep. So, uh, you know, I... I I can't change people, uh, and, and, you know, the thing is, people don't understand, you know, freedom of thought, freedom of speech. You know, you are free to hate. You're not free to discriminate, but you, you are free. If you, I mean, I, and hate is not a good way to go. It's not the good way. It's not the right way, but you're free to do it, you know, and, and where does that freedom end? When the other guy or the other gal's rights, you know, take place, that's when it ends, you know, so... You know, if they don't if they don't approve of that lifestyle, you know that that's their opinion, that's their business. But but don't don't uh, discriminate uh, against people who never did anything to you. You know. Well, that's true, but that that that's happens every day uh, since the inception of this country. It's been happening, it, and it's and it's just it's just been directed at. Um. It's just been directed in different ways, but it's, but since its inception of this country, it's been like that. Um, um, so it's, it's uh, I hate to say it, but the bad tradition, but it's it's a part of the uh, the um, the fabric of the uh, United States, unfortunately. All right, Jeff, we come to the end of the show here. Uh, I'm going to wrap this. Going to wrap this up. You got anything um, that I may have left out that you want to talk about before we leave out of here? Um, uh, I don't know. Uh, we talked uh, a lot of football, some other stuff. Uh, you know, I'll tell you, uh, baseball used to dominate the summer. I mean, right. it, it's still popular, of course, but people talk a lot more now about football and basketball during the summer. So, uh, there's been talk about speeding up baseball. Uh, I don't think it's just the time of the game. I think it's more so the pace of the game. And, right. uh, you know, they they got to do it, but you know, I, I don't like baseball for many reasons. Besides the uh, and I, I loved it as a kid, but I outgrew it. Besides the pace of the game, I don't like these nonsense unwritten rules. But uh, you know, oh well, ba- baseball's dying. It's slowly dying. It's I mean, it's still popular, of course, but uh, it's dying. And uh, I saw some of the documentary Thirty for Thirty about uh, 
Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden. And I, I want to see the whole thing because uh, that was messed up, and that was a little sad. Well, I, I, one of the things that I uh, heard about this, I didn't haven't watched it, but I heard about it, that uh, um, Daryl Strawberry used to have someone get uh, women out of the stands, and he would have uh, um, uh, um, sexual encounters in the clubhouse. <laughs> I don't know if you heard. I was part of. I think. I think. I think it's in thirty. That thirty for thirty um, uh, article um, program that it came out like that. That he did, and it was confirmed that I think Dow Strawberry did say that. Yeah, that took place. So, no, unbelievable. The thing is, that's what you call a very brief encounter. What if it's a you know, uh, you know, let's say I guess. If, what if it's a, a quick inning and then he's got to run out back out to the field? I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, right? I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. He, so what is he, uh, a speed king? I don't know. I don't know how to, how to quite say uh, it. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess, you know, he, he likes to keep his relationships very brief. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, those were a couple of guys with Hall of Fame potential, but uh, they they made some mistakes. So uh, now, you know, uh, a lot a lot of years later. So, um, but uh, that that those Mets of the mid '80s were uh, that was a real uh, circus. Yep, wild bunch, very wild. All right, we come to the end of the show, Jeff. I appreciate you uh, coming on. Uh, if you want to get some more of me, uh, I will be on the FSP show, which is on one o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Uh, every Saturday afternoon with uh, Mr. FSP, Vic Gardner, who's going to be the host of that show. Um, and then, quite naturally, I'll be on the Master Plan, which is on Sunday, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, every Sunday. Uh, and then, quite naturally, we'll be back here again, Jeff and I, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, every Thursday, um, the FSP Crew Show. With that being said, uh, I want to wish everyone a happy week. Enjoy the weekend. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll be uh, joining us again back here again uh, next week. See ya. Yeah. It's Mr. Encore. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy Sports and Politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Fantasy sports and politics crew. Yeah. Fantasy sports and politics crew. Fantasy Sports and Politics Crew Yeah, lock on